0: I'm
1: Hello, podcast family. Welcome back to another episode of The Conscious Kitchen, where we cook up conscious conversation. 2020 has taught us all so much. It's made most of us go inward and discover parts of ourselves that laid mostly dormant. While so many of us question the meaning of our own purpose, our connection to the cosmos and moon, there are a handful of people on this planet who have a divine calling to help others and pull us out of our own comfort zones in order to grow past the status quo. Linda Addis and Emily Atkinson, the founders of The Revolutionary Women, guide women into tapping into their feminine energy and are empowering a new generation of lightworkers. They teach women how to harness potent moon energies through their unique moon phases and are helping leaders through their spiritual awakening so that they can step into their purpose and make a difference in the world. Through their work, they have cultivated a highly engaged global community of women with real authentic connections to help them reclaim what's missing in their lives. Today, we're tapping into womanhood, our cycles, sexuality and so much more. Please welcome the ever so special, witchy, unap- unapologetically loving M and Linda to the show.
2: Woohoo! Welcome, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having us. Yes. A, yeah, thank you for that introduction too. <laughs> yes. Yes.
3: It's a pleasure to you guys. Did a lot of research. <laughs> um, got introduced to you guys through um Go Go Fit Joe. Joe's mm-hmm. amazing
0: we love her yes we we
3: love her (laughs) yes so thank shout out to joe if you guys don't know who joe is she is a life coach and now she's a more sexual coach right yeah so you guys gotta check out joe um but yeah linda and welcome how are you guys doing today Well, it's really funny. Um, I'm just going to share this because it
2: feels very potent for the conversation today. Okay. So I'm on day 25 of my menstrual cycle, which is the time when... It's hard to like articulate words, like brain is a little bit mushy. So we were just laughing that then this was when it was
0: scheduled in my <laughs> like in my cycle. And then Linda, do you want to share about where you
3: are on your yeah. feminine womanhood journey?
0: <laughs> I am in the third trimester of my pregnancy. Whoa. So it's kind of it's kind of the same. And my baby, he was doing gymnastic all night, so I was not sleeping that much. So it's just funny how um we're going to talk about womanhood and that this is so these are so big parts of like and showing up no matter what mm. but also having compassion for ourselves like where we are in our cycle in our lives mm-hmm. so yeah yeah and learning
2: how to show up in all your different phases and stages of life because you know as women we ebb and flow so much
4: yeah right
1: wow yeah so so you guys are super in sync with with just understanding that every single day and in, in literally different phases in the sense that it, it ties to our body and how we relate to the world. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that and syncing with the moon and the signs and
0: yeah, it's it's um, it's definitely what we're going to talk about today too, but it's such a blessing actually. Yeah. Like it's something that you when you learn to tap into it, you have full like understanding
1: about yourself in a whole new way. So that's beautiful. Yeah, so can you guys tell us a little bit about your, your journey? Tell us a brief story of how it began, how you guys launched this platform. Yeah,
2: do, do you want to go, Linda? You want me to?
1: Go for it. So um,
2: I'm actually going to talk about our journey together and not our personal journeys because I think we could, you know, tell so much story. So I think that our journey of sisterhood and creating a business together is probably potent for today and the feminine energies we're tapping into. We actually met at a self-growth seminar and I remember the first time I saw Linda, she was like across the room and I just had this feeling of like, I know her. I know her from somewhere. And, you know, the first time we got together, we were talking about... It was a phase in my life where... I was going through a breakup and I was really reconnecting to my body and my own femininity and the cycles of the moon. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is like this missing link of what I've been teaching women. Like, cause I've been te- was teaching self-discovery and self-growth work, but then there's this missing link about this like feminine flow and these cycles. So the first time we got together, we just talked about like all the witchy stuff and it was like, we have definitely known each other in past lives. You know, we're definitely... We always say that we're the same person. You know, I'm born on the winter solstice. She's born on the summer solstice. Like, wow. we're really, like, that light, like, dark kind of dance. We do that with each other a lot. But we're just very in sync and in-tuned with each other. Um, so that conversation led to the idea. Oh. And we had both been a part of women's groups and women's circles. And we really wanted to create our own sisterhood. And at the time, we were both living in San Francisco area. So we started hosting new moon workshops and new moon gatherings. And that was about three years ago. And then it's grown into, you know, the revolutionary woman. And last year, it was very potent because we were creating circles together, but we still had our own businesses and our own things. And we kind of journeyed through some deep shadow work together. I guess that's the best way to describe it last fall. And we realized that unless we really committed to each other and to what we wanted to do, because I mean, our purposes are aligned, what we were doing was the same, you know, so we realized that together, you know, we can change the world,
5: you Mm -hmm. know,
2: alone we can change lives, but together we can change the world. And we just really made that commitment to become one and to become one under the revolutionary woman and just kind of put our egos aside and it took a lot of work and you know because we created this like relationship you know and we have our our friendship our partnership so there's lots to navigate there but yeah and here we are now a year later and completely in love with the work we're doing and the women in our community.
3: Wow that's beautiful. Yeah thank you for sharing that too with the um the shadow work and working with a partner because I don't think a lot of people understand that having a partner and, you know, dealing with your own, um, let's say, romantic relationship also.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot to navigate because we have to put, you know, our friendships here, our business partnerships here, you know, and how do you separate those two? But Mm -hmm. then as women, we ebb and flow so much and we're really into like feminine leadership. So really having to walk that path of, creating this business together in a way that um is really really authentic mm-hmm. and um navigating all the things that come up and all of our wounds and the healing that has to happen because it's really intense it can be intense.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's definitely been a year of or even because I think what what we realized that like what we were doing in the world was pretty similar both of us. So we realized like what we were teaching is that women should collaborate.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was
0: also one of the things mm-hmm. that like okay, but we have our thing together but it still feels like we were somehow kind of competing mm-hmm. without you know, doing it on purpose, right. but then just like stepping into being one brand and like seeing that just letting, yeah, the egos take the back seat have changed everything. Cause now we realize we do everything out of alignment and not by pushing or trying to be in our masculine. We just learned like this natural dance of flowing mm. what, what we're creating
3: so beautiful, and so it's which has here. been
0: really hard too. Yeah, it's kind of hard because then I mean, you're so used to working nine to five or having these rules or like deadlines, where we are trying to like remove these things and like work really like a lot with like our feminine energy. Yeah. Ah. yeah.
2: Yeah. we we decided like, we don't create deadlines anymore when we're launching. Like we definitely like just tune into our own energies. Wow. and I'm like, okay, this is a great time. This week feels great. Let's do a launch, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> you know? And it just, it's awesome. created so much more ease and flow and definitely doing those sort of things mm-hmm. at the right time in our cycle too. Because, you know, if we do a launch or something in, um, like our premenstrual phase, so where I am now and no one signs up or you're not getting the results, like it's, you know, you're going to take that kind of More personally, because it's more of like your kind of emotional phase. Where if you were doing it in your more masculine phase, you know, when you're ovulating, it's like, ah, who cares? Let's go for it. Oh my gosh. Just really (laughs) learning all of those, how really our own cycles are, like within ourselves. And Linda's kind of experienced different cycles and flows right now with her pregnancy. Mm -hmm. But so navigating our own flows and like our own flow in business so it's Uh been a lot but it's really beautiful because it's just this place where we can hold space for each other's healing you know and I think that often in business that's not something that people talk about is holding space for each other's healing (laughs) and we're like nope we're committed to that because the more that we step through our stuff the bigger impact that we can have with what the work we're doing in the world
3: that's amazing thank you for sharing that Mm -hmm. yes um as women, we go through so much personal and spiritual transition, you know, and it's kind of like this unspoken language we have with each other. But to verbally say that, like, especially through the podcast is very important, you know, just like being in tune, holding space. Like, yeah, Liz has been there for me for some really heavy, heavy lifting and Oh my god! Clock I was gonna, I course. was gonna say that about
1: you. Yeah, I was gonna be like, uh, Laura really supports me so much, so I, I really understand what you guys are talking about. And even though we're doing this digitally, you guys are radiating like this, like light. You guys are so at peace and so, it's it's so beautiful to see you guys. So I have a question. So you guys work together, and you said you guys don't do the deadlines. But are there times that you guys are are just not on the same like feminine energy, and how do you deal with that part? I, I don't know. I feel like we're really... And Linda, too, like, come
2: in and see, like, what you feel. But I feel like we're pretty in tuned with each other in the way that, like, if I'm going through something and I'm really in my own shit, like, Linda knows that that's happening and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So we hold space for that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that we hold space for our own healing and self-growth, like, above our business almost, too. You know, that, like, yeah. we have to do our own healing work and find a way to navigate what's going on with us because if we just kind of like try to push through that, that's actually gonna come into our business too.
0: Right. Yeah. And we've we've learned to even like our days, like most of the time we don't start work until eleven or ten. Mm-hmm because we've noticed that we need that flow in the morning for us to start going. Like I do my yoga, I have my spiritual practices that I do. So I really allow, whereas when we started, I just quit my corporate job, even though I had my business on the side. And in the beginning, I still had the mentality like I need to start work at nine. And I realized how programmed that was. So I think that even though there's times for sure we bring in that like masculine energy of like pushing when we do have a launch, when we do decide to do a mm-hmm. launch, and we have these like kind of like go with structure. We believe in the masculine and the feminine meeting each other, like the masculine holding like a container, like we have kind of rules, like guidelines, but we allow our creative, creative like flow to be flowy and like not be so rigid. So we have these like same thing when we work. So maybe we start at 11. Maybe I take a two hour break in the middle of the day and then I work in the evening again because, you know, women are connected to the moon. So a lot of times we get ideas at night. So it's like bringing that in every day, but also realizing like the masculine, like the energy of like structure is actually a really good thing too. Mm-hmm. That there's times where like, okay, we have these things we need to do. So of course we like, <laughs> we blend it all together, if that makes sense
2: well and it's uh, it 's really about just learning and tuning in with our own cycle too, but then also there's the seasons right so in the summer, you know I, I feel like yeah, I wake up at like six a m naturally, so one of the things that I do in my life is i don 't set an alarm clock, so I always mm-hmm. let my body wake up when it needs to wake up and I get as much sleep as my body needs to sleep mm-hmm. and that shifts through my menstrual phase. So like this phase, my premenstrual phase, I definitely need more sleep because I'm heading into like my winter. And now, you know, here we're, we're heading into winter too. So it's my workday. Yeah. is starting between 10 and 11 and I'm kind of closing it by four because it's just like, it gets dark. Like I'm tired, yeah, you know, right. whereas in the summer, Yeah, I could start work. I probably start work a bit earlier. And there's days in the summer where it's like, yeah, I take my break in the day, but I find myself working till 11 o'clock at night because that's what feels very natural Mm -hmm. in that time of year. So it's like, you know, we might push more in like the summer – and to kind of get some stuff done and then like we really are like right now we're pulling our energy completely back we're like okay we have a Reiki training coming in the beginning of December mm. we're closing our like feminine leadership um, course this weekend and then we're like completely pulling our energy back mm-hmm.
3: so awesome yeah. so
0: that's it's cool. kind of an, it's a blessing to learn and I think that that's also when we notice we are in too much in our masculine we kind of like oh like we check in with each other because we don't Our whole purpose is to really allow women to, you know, show up and, like, not constrain, like, you know, the feminine energy. So it's always, like, in our own lives, too. Like, wait, what are we doing now? Are we not letting ourselves feel? Are we not letting ourselves rest? So, like, we really want to,
1: like bring that awareness to our everyday lives yeah. just for like the collective yeah so really this world is is the modern world is not designed for us I mean, we all know that but this is even more a reminder that it's really not designed for us so tell us about you guys have found this sisterhood and are developing it how can other women find that same sisterhood why is it important how do women feel once they are part of a sisterhood and even your moon society
2: mm-hmm. um Well, first, so our sisterhood is just really, so let's talk about a little bit about what we feel like sisterhood is Mm -hmm. so people can like, like hold on to that. Yes. Talk to us like
3: we're kindergartners and just break it down.
2: (laughs) Break it down. So for us, like sisterhood is this really like safe and sacred container for your whole self to be seen, supported, held without really someone trying to fix you. Right. Like it's like, especially in our sisterhood in the moon society, for instance, like we have this guideline, like no unsolicited advice,
1: Mm.
2: you know, where it's just, it's the safe place to just hold almost that feminine energy. It's like that container that Linda was talking about. right? And so for us, that's what sisterhood is. It's really this just like safe place. It's a place where you can step into and feel like you really belong. Like we're not there to fix each other. We're not there to create judgment on one another we're there to simply hold space for one another and for us i think that's what really like sisterhood in the container that we create
3: at the moon society is oh i love that so it could be like holding space for like rage anger mourning anything anything like that yeah, yeah. without yeah. being like yeah without being like hey well you could do this mm-hmm. and you know offer okay so yeah so not offering so- any advice
2: There's no advice too, because everyone's journey is their other, like their own journey. So Mm -hmm. when you offer advice, like you almost say like, I know better than you what you should do on your path, which like the only person that knows best for them is them, right? Like we... And what's worked for one person may not work for another. So, like, we're there to simply hold space. And, like, we have another guideline that is your whole self is welcome. So, yeah, the rage, the anger, the happiness, the part of you that wants to just, like, celebrate, you know, all of you is welcome. And so that's what we really feel like sisterhood is.
0: Yeah, we even have, like, uh, circles where we focus only on, like, talking about our fears. So we're literally, like, holding our fears in a safe container where, like... You know, we're saying it out loud so we can release them together. So it's a... we And then we definitely have... We have an online community too where, like, you can ask for advice. Like, but do you have to ask for it? Because we've realized we have a lot of guidelines in our community because from our own experience, when we have been shamed, when we just share something from our heart and somebody comes and like, oh, you should do this. Mm-hmm. They probably come from a place of love and most people do, but um, where we really are talking about a lot. It's like active listening.
3: Love that. I can be very guilty of that and solicitive advice. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Learn to listen more. (laughs) Well,
2: Well, and we say too, is that our guidelines, the ones that we set up in our circle in the Moon Society, like you have to just learn them. It's a new way of being. Like we, that's actually something we say all the time. Like this is a new (laughs) way of learning how to be with each other because too, the sisterhood wound runs so deep. And we're kind of taught from just like television and from an early age that like women are at competition with each other, when that's just not true, you know. We have another saying in the Moon Society: "is a win for one is a win for all," and like we really like hold that vision for one another. You know, like when w- one sister like is like, "I manifested this this month," like we feel that, and we are so stoked for her.
3: Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. is so that is truly the sister in comp- like break like throwing away the idea that we are in competition.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, or that. You know, if somebody else is successful, then you're not successful mm-hmm. or, you know, and there's just this or trying to fix each other, you know, and that that feels like very much like sisterhood wound.
0: Yeah. Got For it. Sure. And that's why we I know we're probably going to go into this more about the menstrual cycle, too. Mm-hmm. And like how when we're so shamed about like these parts of womanhood that we're so disconnected from ourselves and that we also ask we act from places of our own, like triggers and wounds And we are not even aware of it as we just walk around life like being kind of sleepwalking.
3: Sleepwalking, exactly. Yeah. Um, So I wanted to ask you a question, like, ask you guys a question. So like living in like these urban metropolis cities and like, you know, our culture very much thrives on like career and achievement becoming like a number one priority for us and like needing to provide the hustle and the constant like male energy that's kind of taking over. Um, We forget sometimes about living about our natural cycles so like and more tapping into more our femininity um what will happen to us in the long if in the long run if we completely forget about our emotional spiritual and sexual sense of self (laughs) i (laughs) so much (laughs)
2: yeah it's like it's painful to us because it's definitely like why we're so passionate about doing this work. And um, like, first, I just want to say is that it's, we're not taught about our sacred cycles, right? Even from an early age, we're taught to like suppress our natural flow as women. Like we're not even taught about how much we ebb and flow throughout the much, like we're taught to do the masculine from a really early age. So we're not actually taught about the feminine. So it's like our life mentioned to just like talk about this and bring it into schools and bring it into workplaces. So people really honor that. But I think that, that if we do completely lose touch with this natural way to be, cause I mean, even men that they they have like a connection too. you know, they're more connected to the sun, but like there is as human we are connected really connected to this earth and like if we really lose connection with that it's just like 2020 is a great example of what <laughs> what happens to be honest you know where it's just like mm-hmm. you reach a plane and it's like society is burnt out there is this like awakening happening because enough is enough but really as women you know it's there's Lots of like female problems that are more now than they've ever been in history. So, like women's diseases, like endometriosis, PCOS, like really severe menstrual um, symptoms, you know, like all of these things, they don't actually have to exist. Mm. And so, it's just like what happens is disease, you know, in your body. It's you, anxiety. Stress, depression, like all of the things that so many people feel right now and are experiencing too is because they are disconnected from their body's natural rhythm, from the way that we are actually meant to live life, that our bodies are designed to live life.
0: Yeah, so we are becoming more like robots. And even I was reading this um, medical uh, study about even men and how their testosterone levels are. Uh, decreasing a lot so that in 40 years they're worried that you know it might be hard for even men to um, so for to be have children wow. or like for men and women together to have children yeah. so these studies are out there and like even like medical studies and it's kind of um, fascinating that we are trying so hard to become so much like everyone should be the same and push, 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 and go, 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 go. Whereas, like, that's, yeah, like Emily said, it's taken us so far away from our natural rhythm that we can see that the issues might be in the future that we're so <laughs> much like robot robots, mm-hmm. and creating new life is going to be harder. Like, we might need artificial, like, help more than now, like, in a new way for actually, like, people to have children. Right. Because women are going to be disconnected from their bodies and when you're disconnected, you're not going to have a natural cycle. And again, what the study said also about men and testosterone. Wow. So it's kind of, yeah, it's a little, we believe though, we, 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 uh, we believe that we continue to show up. And I think that the more of us do it and talk about these things and embrace parts about being a man and being a woman mm-hmm. or whatever else you identify as like, if you learn your own rhythms and connecting to nature, like, we believe that that's definitely going to change and bring us back to um, more like harmony, the collective harmony.
2: But it's, like, harmony everywhere, too, because one thing that was just coming through is that, like, when you ask, like, you know, what's the result of, like, not living in tune with the way that we're naturally supposed to live is, like, even look at, like, Mama Earth right now. I mean, she is in mm-hmm. pain you know and that's even like as humans you know we our energy does impact the planet and the more that we sleep walk through life the more we do things like mindlessly buy stuff that's being thrown Mm -hmm. into landfills Mm -hmm. and it's just it's all related like it's not separate and I think that that's one of the things as humans is that so many people think they are separate they think that it is an I'm an island of one I'm the only person that matters where it's Mm -hmm. like no like we are doing this dance on this planet that's going to be here long after like we're gone you know and that the moon and the sun and all of it is this cosmic connection that we do have and It's just, like, once you really start to tap into it, it does feel like this natural way of living, and I think it is also something that people are craving right now. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a reason why, like, the divine feminine on the planet is awakening. There's a reason why, like, I don't know, Linda and I were even talking about how, like, men are even getting into it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, having conversations with men, and they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, I didn't know that, like menstrual cycles like that was like what women experience wow that's cool tell me more yes. you know so yeah. true yeah
0: like just the female orgasms too like men want to know more too because they want to know like how to lift and like connect to their partners so it's like we're seeing it everywhere that people are being more like intrigued by these things that are or have been taboo which is we're grateful that it's becoming more mainstream yes. though
1: yeah it's, this needs to Little happen, people. right? because mm-hmm. we are in a dark place, but there is a big light force kind of sweeping through and it's sweeping through all of us. we're're we're, we're now the new generation that's going to teach take these practices on. and it's 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 up mm-hmm. to us. It's a world, it's a world movement now versus it just being one country, one community, one small tribe. It's social media internet has given us that possibility to reach millions with like with these words and thoughts. So, yeah. how, so how can we, so we're, we're, we're currently disconnected from our, from our own life's rhythms. How do we tap back into that? What are some of like the, the ways that we can do that? Um,
2: well, as a woman, like really starting to track your menstrual cycle. So really starting to track that and get in tuned with that. And that could look like, you know, the app Flow is a great app. So downloading that and start just tracking and getting in tuned with that and kind of cycle syncing and honoring, you know, when you menstruate, you know, and I know it's hard for people that really work the nine to five or the the women that work the nine to five plus have children and plus have all these responsibilities, but really like starting to tap in with your womb. Like, the mornings of your bleed can be really healing. Um, just starting to tap in with your womb on a daily basis by putting your hands on your womb and just say, look, I'm here. I'm listening. Um, you know, like, moon gazing and starting to live in sync with, the, like, the new moon and the full moon can be really powerful. I mean, just even getting into nature and, like, taking off your shoes and, like, walking, like... In dirt, You know, there's, it doesn't have to be something that's really complicated and um, it can be really, really easy actually. Just doing yeah. like, certain little, adding little things into your life.
0: Yeah. And the only thing is what I'm hearing too. Um, I've had a conversation um, the other day, with somebody saying that, well, they'd rather not have a cycle and they'd rather be, as a woman, not have a cycle and feel really empowered by like, being disconnected from that because they don't see the point so I think that having more of those conversations are important for me I've been there myself I've been a person who saw that you know being an independent woman is actually cutting myself off from those parts of me because I saw it as just annoying and it was just something I want to you know not have every month so I think that not just how can we do it ourselves, but how can we, as women that are doing this, show up with compassion and not making others wrong because even though like it does hurt me and Emily when we hear women say that about their cycles, but we understand that the 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 issue or the concern is it, it's so deep, mm-hmm. it goes so deep, so I think that starting even from an early age, a really like celebrating you know like um, celebrating like it's a right you know that right of passage when you start bleeding you know how can we bring that in so it's starting from an early age to be honest but um, yeah definitely I think as women just sharing your stories or our stories with women so you can understand why because I think that what I'm hearing is that well okay well if I go on, off my birth control pills or, or if I start tracking I'm worried that I will be depressed again around like a certain time of the month and I think that learning to understand and educate that part of us being a woman is a part of being a little bipolar
4: mm-hmm.
0: like, and it's actually there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with us mm-hmm. like that we might have a week of a week and a half where we are like whew, you're falling into that little hole but it's more like a time to reflect to like so you don't burn out Because I see that, too, a lot of women that don't connect to their bodies, they they go, 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 and they burn out. Yeah. And I mean, for myself, last year, I've had two miscarriages, and I thought I was really, like, because I was connecting to myself and, like, all these things, but I was go, 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 go. Mm -hmm. So I realized that, like, the more I tune into myself and really, like, slow down and give myself that time, the more time I get back. Mm -hmm. Yes. And also showing up and like saying these things that are, might be hard, like, you know, going through miscarriage or like doubting yourself or like thinking you're crazy once a month because, you know, I have clients that go and see a doctor because they're literally like, I think I'm depressed. Yeah. But it's only that one week a month. But if you, the more understanding you have, and I think that that's also, so I love everything that Emily said, but also that continue the conversations and having compassion for each other and like maybe just listening I love asking questions when women are feeling disconnected mm-hmm. from themselves like you know how are you really doing and why are you really feeling that shameful for your you know like why is that a bad thing you know to bleed or to not feel
1: like <laughs> You can go, go, go all month. Yes. So, so we, can at, yeah. we can ask questions. It's just not about getting yeah. the advice, right? So we can ask the questions yeah. and then just understand but not say, well, what if you look at it this way? We don't want to say that. Only if they ask us for our advice.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah. Those are all yeah. very extremely helpful tips. That both of you have described. So thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> can I definitely. do a recap after this episode?
4: <laughs> um,
3: <laughs>
4: um, we also
2: have a, um, a freebie called the Period Revolution that people can download that will help them start tracking their cycles. Oh,
3: beautiful. Perfect. Perfect. So, Perfect. Yeah. so we're going to add that link in the description below for the yes. podcast. Um, and also you could sign up for their programs. Um, I was going to mention this after the podcast, but it's um, myrevolutionarywoman.com. Just like it sounds. All right, guys. So, um, also, um, I know that you guys have like a beautiful community of women. Um, how has this community and journey changed your own lives? And any spiritual highs or lightning bolt messages from the divine? <laughs> um, first of all, I'm in like we're in love with. So, our community is
2: called <laughs> the Revolutionary Woman, and it's or oh, sorry, the Moon Society, and it's um, just a online membership with weekly circles and we do new moon ceremonies and we do like full moon priestess play so it's just like I'm in love with the women in our community but I mean I think that really learning how to show up as our guidelines so you know we've said some of them like your whole self is welcome so it's like yes like everyone in our community's whole self is welcome but like my whole self is welcome too You know, so I think that even learning how to hold space for women this way has been extremely powerful for us. Learning how to use our own voices, learning how to really like not give people unsolicited advice. You know, really feel safe in a container of sisterhood because like if you were bullied or there was the mean girls when you were like younger that like really stepping into a sisterhood can feel like really scary so I think that as much as our sisterhood is healing for the women in the community it's also healing for us and like we Mm -hmm. really believe that collectively we are um, like healing this sisterhood wound, you know, the more that we show up for each other and the more that we really hold the sacred and safe
0: container, the more
2: healing that happens.
4: Yeah.
0: And it's kind of beautiful too. So we do really practice what we teach. And one of the things is like, we actually sometimes show up for a circle like ourselves too. Like when I'm not facilitating or leading circle, I can show up to a circle and just be held. Mm-hmm. So like really allowing us to like, not be seen as even though we are the co-founders of this platform we also want to be seen as like well we don't want to be up on a pedestal like we really like trying to teach a new way of feminine leadership yes. where like you can be just you know we want to show our like where we bleed where mm-hmm. where our triggers are and really share from like you know that um being vulnerable and, like, allow—and see that as something strong. Like, you're, you're still strong even when you cry mm-hmm. or when you're having a bad day. And um, I think spiritual highs happens for us almost every day because <laughs> me and Emily also, the more we're on this journey, we're really telepathic. So without saying a word, like, I know when she's struggling. If she's having a day that it's, like, you know— um, So that's that's I'm a. It's like spiritual highs are like coming every day in in a in a sense where we get these like crazy lightning bolts or wake up in the middle of the night and have a new idea for a program or yeah, Yeah. and I think that that is
2: yeah, it is the norm because we are at this point like really in sync with ourselves and the divine and each other. You know that all the lightning bolts and the ideas and we like we're given like access to those right there we we say like we never think that somebody's ideas is that person like it's a collective idea and you decided to like act on it you Mm -hmm. know and you were like given this inspiration to go ahead and take the action but yeah it's really cool to kind of have that like Tele- telepathy and be uh, able to like I'm like words are hard <laughs> words are hard, so at this hard. Stage. <laughs> um, but being able to have that and be so in tune with each other like the other day I was like oh what's going on with Linda today <laughs> <laughs> And I could just feel it I was like okay I'm just gonna send her love I'm just gonna hold space oh. for her but I also wanted to just like note on like what Linda had said about like us showing up to circle and it is true you know sometimes as Being holding this community and creating this platform. Like sometimes, like I definitely get in this place where I feel like I have to be the strong one. And I think that so many women can relate to that. Like, you know, like naturally as women, we have a tendency to put others before our own needs. Mm -hmm. And so there was a period a few months ago where I was just kind of going through a hard period. You know, 2020 had kind of caught up with me and I was just like, kind of reached out to some of my communities on my personal platforms, on social media media and the women in the moon society just were like let us hold you we want to hold you too like you hold us let us hold you and like I was leading circle one night and one of the women for her shares was like can I pass on my share m so you can share like, I want to hold space for you now. And it was just like, I almost started crying in that moment. Like, realizing that we were creating this community, yet this c- community could also hold us, but they also wanted to hold us, mm-hmm. you know? And that was one of our things. Like, we never want to be, like, on a pedestal. Like, we want to sit, like, on the ground with you. And we're on this journey with you. And I think that that's one of the things that women in our community can really relate with because we're real. You know, there's days where... We have this thing in the Moon Society where everyone, like, not everyone, but a lot of the times people show up in robes because they're really comfortable. (laughs) It's 2020. We've been at home a lot, you know? So it's like, yeah, on a day where I'm feeling really tired, like, if I show up, like, in my robe to do circle, like, there's no judgment. Everyone's like, oh, I love your robe. Let me see your robe, you know? It's it's just like, it's really fun and empowering to create this because it's also very healing for us. It's beautiful. Yeah.
4: Happy New Year, Happy January, Happy Veganuary. Let's make 2021 the year of positive change. There's never been a more important time to try a plant-based diet for the planet, for the animals, and yourself. Sign up today and try vegan this January with Veganuary. It's totally free. For 31 days, you'll receive an email with all the support you need to make trying vegan easy. Daily hints and tips, meal plans and recipes, information about the benefits of a vegan diet for health, animals, and the planet. You'll also be a part of a global community of vegan pledgers. Over 1 million people have already taken part in the Veganuary Pledge worldwide. So give it a try. It's easy. It's quick. It's vegan for one whole month, 30 days. You're going to love it. You'll have fun with it. Try something new. You don't have to be perfect. Just give it a try. You can check out more information at www.veganuary.com slash try-vegan. That's .com slash try-vegan. Or check them out on Instagram at weareveganuary.
1: So I have a question for for Linda. So we were talking about how a lot of us are disconnected from like our sacred. Do we call it a sacred wound, womb? Sacred womb. Yeah, sacred yeah, womb. Sacred with, yeah, womb. from our womb. Yeah, yeah so we're yeah. all disconnected. So you mentioned you had the two miscarriages. In those yeah. moments, were you, were you, did you feel disconnection and anger, any disappointment? Because I know, so I've also had two miscarriages, and that's what that's how I feel. I feel like just disappointment in, in in that entire area, and just I'm trying to reconnect, but it's it's a difficult thing. So I'm curious, like how how does someone get past moments like that when you might feel disappointed?
0: Oh, really good question, and it got goosebumps all over. Um, so yes, um, I, because the thing is, I knew I. Would, so I manifested to become pregnant in August last year. That's a long story, but um, it was already on my wishes for the year, and it happened. So when I then, around eight weeks, lost the baby, like that was like but what? Like everything I'm teaching is manifestation. We can get everything. It didn't make any sense. So yes, I fell into a dark hole. I was doubting everything. Oh, it was, it was deep. And it it was, and I allowed myself. Like I remember sitting for two weeks at home and I literally felt like I sat in darkness. Like I felt like I just like, I, because I'm always a person who always I'm always happy and people always see me as that. And I was like, I don't want to be the happy one anymore. I don't want to show up like that. I don't want to teach women. Mm. And I allowed myself to sit there and I think that was the biggest. And then I got a journal and I started writing and then I started really tapping and like holding. Because I've been teaching this for years. So it was like me being connected to my womb, I thought I already was. But what I did is like really sit and hold and... I realized that I was holding a lot of shame in my womb. Shame that I didn't know that I was holding from past choices I made, from past trauma I had been through. So, and then I realized like, okay, but why did I even want to become pregnant at that time? It was really ego-based. Yeah. So honestly, like I sat with that Mm -hmm. and I really like, I talked to my womb. And for many people, that sounds way (laughs) woo-woo. It's like, what do you even mean? But it's if you give yourself that space and everything that came up, I mean, so some people be like, yeah, you just have thoughts. Yeah, whatever. But (laughs) the thoughts that came up, I sat with, you know, so it was trauma. And then I was like, okay, I'm not, I haven't healed that. I haven't released it. I still carry shame. So I did a lot of forgiveness rituals for myself. Um, and also, yeah, overcoming that there's something wrong with me, right? I'm broken. Like there's something wrong with my wounds yes. or my ovaries mm-hmm. or eggs. So I sat with that too, and then I, what I did is I, I started a lot of visualizations and guided meditations that I, um, I saw my, um, my eggs as being these like really like fertile, vibrant eggs, and I just like did these visualizations every day from my womb and then did all these other things I drank a lot of red raspberry tea I um, did a lot of mantras there's a lot of beautiful powerful mantras you can sing and red light therapy but I really like for me was focused on my womb and I was like and I realized I was healing for the collective too it was not just my own and then I saw that if I would not experience this, I wouldn't understand women in the sense that I do now. Like I wouldn't, if I would just had the baby then, everything would have been, you know, yeah. perfect. I, I saw it as there's nothing wrong with me. Um, so I kind of turned it around, but I also, I allowed myself to really hold that pain, that shame. <sighs> there's something wrong with me. And I shared it. I shared it online a lot. And then I connected to other women and I realized how common it is. Mm -hmm. And when it happened the second time, it was really early. So it was more, it never really, the implementation never happened. So even though it was early and I realized like, oh, a lot of women experience that without even knowing. Mm -hmm. So just by learning and talking to doctors and reading all these books, I just like saw that it's not that, it's really common
1: and this and, so, and these practices yeah. go beyond even just miscarriages right so someone anyone that has any like you said da- trauma or just shame yeah. or anything associated with that with that sacred area they can do these things that you're mentioning
3: yeah
0: oh yeah for sure and even if you don't bleed if you have it if you have a regular period yeah. or something if you do these practices or like connect to the moon you can actually i've, I've had clients uh, and we've seen women that start bleeding again and they have regular periods so these actually that practices that might seem crazy they we are so in tune with our bodies if we allow ourselves yeah. mm-hmm. and for me then then my baby came to me um i don't know if you, there's some books out there one i think it's called spirit babies mm-hmm. but you can kind of connect to the spirit of your babies and all of a sudden he showed up and then in april i felt my body was like ready to try and all of a sudden i was like i was terrified and he's like no it's time and we tried and in may and And then he came back. Mm -hmm. Um, But of course, like, the first trimester was scary. And then again, holding that that pain and holding that again. But then, like, you know what? I I believe I'm supposed to be a mother. But also, like, I I have faith that, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And it's part of my journey. But, yeah. So, yeah, these practices are really... I think that any... Just to connect to your womb is so forgotten like her story is so forgotten that we've yeah we've that these things now they sound woo woo I
2: mean no we love it more
3: of that yeah I
0: I, want to say
2: one thing about the womb too and so like connecting to these practices is like the womb is like our source of creation right so it's where we create our babies but it's also like where we create like our businesses from or where we create art from you know so it's this like energy that there is and it's also the place that women hold a lot of their trauma like it's like the dumping bag so it's just there is a lot of healing collective healing that actually needs to happen to the womb but also there's this like mother wound too That is like I know that Linda worked through like healing this like mother wound and like healing like her own birth story, you know. Because when we are we exist in our grandmas, right? So when our grandmas were pregnant with our moms, like we were there in that body. Mm -hmm. So there's just all this like generational healing of this like motherhood wound that like really are just this mother wound that really needs to be healed, and I think that. Linda and I both, like, created these soul contracts when we came into this lifetime that, like, this is the work that we are meant to do. So we often experience these pains and traumas so we can learn from them and then become better teachers so we can understand, like, the experience more that people um Go through, And I mean, at the same time that Linda was going through her miscarriages, I was dealing with ovarian cysts. I had never mm-hmm. had wow. ovarian cysts in my life. And then I got diagnosed with endometriosis. Wow. And I'm like, this is not a coincidence that I started doing womb work and I'm experiencing this because now I could relate to women that are experiencing this too, mm-hmm. you know, and now it's like... It's all gone. Like it showed up. I worked (laughs) with it and then it's like gone. But it's just really when you're in sync with kind of these energies, you realize that these things happen and they're horrible and they are painful, but that there's also healing that can happen in those moments if you
3: choose to like dive deeper and do the work yes I love I love how you guys um, are mentioning all the type of work whether it's physical for writing it's um, transmeditative through through meditation and visualization that's so important and there's different types of work and I'm I'm glad even as teachers that you guys are still always diving into the work during these traumatic times like you're always going to have to keep learning and constantly re-educating yourself so that's important so thank you for sharing that that was awesome yeah, let's see where else we should go. Wow, you have you guys gave us so much amazing
1: information. Yeah. <laughs> we can also it's just funny how uh, we were
0: sitting yesterday and like everything we talk about we can like continue like just just talking about menstruation and yeah. like, the cycles so, or like the faces like you we can sit and talk for hours yeah, I right? mean really
3: really I'm like, can we just have a month like everyone drop their phones yeah the president like all the men like sit down and just I listen know. to you two talk and like put in your calendars like your <laughs> your 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 partner's cycles like that yes. would be amazing how much how much the world would change huh yeah
0: yeah even because even like I think that the womb healing no matter if you want to like Emily said it, it does not have to be birthed like birthing a baby but even if you want to do that like if you sit with your womb pain and heal that like the world will be different because you know your life starts in utero mm. so mm-hmm. even who you are and like when you are carrying this baby so if we have healed our own trauma then we can create a a new generation that don't have to carry our own traumas right yeah so it's Boom. just like so beautiful to work with a womb no matter what we or or We can create businesses out of a place of love, right? Because it's still like the creative womb space that creates
3: that. So it's like, (sighs) yeah, that's powerful. That's (laughs) powerful stuff, guys.
2: Well, and you can even connect with it even if you don't have a womb, right? Right. Because we're all all birthed from a womb. So Mm -hmm. the womb energy is something that you don't have to be like
1: in a female body to connect with it. You can connect with it being anyone, yes. you know, and it is
2: really powerful.
1: Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions for self-identifying women. How can they tap into that? So you said they, they also come from a womb, so they are already tapped yeah. in, but how can they take that connection further?
2: Well, it could be starting to track like the moon phases and really connecting to the moon and womb because those two words um, used to be interchangeable in like ancient cultures like moon and menstruation mm-hmm. were the same. So just really starting to track the moon and connect to the energy of the moon and to even just connect to womb energy.
0: Yeah. The womb energy, just like your sacral chakra. Mm-hmm. So even men can do it too. Cause it, and that's, it can bring you back to your mother's womb and like your birth story and everything too. And just your creative spirit. So yeah, we've definitely, um, we, when we talk about this, we always want to make sure that if you don't bleed or if you're. Uh, or uh, like not you identify as a woman you know but you don't have a physical womb like it's really important to understand that this is for everyone mm-hmm. yeah
1: for sure yes perfect well you gave us so much amazing information today it's for our listeners we really really appreciate that and, and you know I think, I think that this is going to help a lot of people just spark that interest in reconnection which is important So, Laura,
3: Laura, if you have any other questions. Um, There's a question about uh, free bleeding. Oh, yeah. Um, Mm. And... (laughs) <laughs> um, Liz came up with this question. Do you want to yeah. go ahead and ask her them that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So free bleeding for our listeners who don't know what that is. Free bleeding is when you menstruate without using tampons, pad or pads or any other menstrual products to absorb or collect your flow. So my question for the for the ladies was, have they ever practiced free free bleeding within their cycle? If so, could they tell us anything about that? And if they use any of these practices in like their moon society?
2: So I have not free bled yet. It's something that I really want to do. And so I just moved into a new home and I'm like, I'm going to buy Yoni Palace. I think that's the name on Instagram. She has amazing just like things to take care of your Yoni and like crystal eggs and crystal dildos, but she also has a free bleeding blanket that's like really soft and plush. So it's like I plan on buying that and like in one of my upcoming bleeds, like really just kind of sitting on that or, you know, what we'll see how it goes. But kind of going really into a menstrual cocoon Mm -hmm. for the days that I bleed. And I just I haven't done that yet. So I'm like really looking forward to that. Um, And this isn't about free bleeding, but it's about also being very careful What I want to say is about being careful of the products that you're using because there are so many chemicals and tampons and pads and, you know, anything that you're putting up there. And companies actually don't have to say what is in these products. So it's really important, especially if you have like severe PMS, like and you're using Tampax, Mm -hmm. like that's not like a surprise, like they put shit in their tampons. Mm -hmm. And so really doing like research, because when I started doing this journey and started doing womb work, one of the things like my pussy said was like, stop using tampons. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't like them. Mm -hmm. Nothing should be shoved up in there. And that's what she was really like telling me. So I started using pads, you know, and that feels so much better to me. And then I could really see my blood and I could see the colors of it and like one month if it's like healthy if it's not healthy okay what's going on is there something healing that i need to go through or what's my diet like so it's like yeah (laughs) those are my thoughts but i'm really looking forward to free bleeding i guess yeah yeah
0: i yeah i I've, i've tried and i really love it and i I definitely look forward to not living in a city where I can have, like, you know, be in a house. <laughs> but it is a really empowering feeling. I feel like the first time I tried it, I definitely felt, like, a little weird or, like, a little worried about it. But then it's, like, I it, it was funny because I realized that, like, I could just trust my body to um do its thing. And it wasn't the less I worried about it that actually, like, the flow was so perfect that it wasn't even, like... <laughs> all over the place. Like, it. I can't even describe it. It was like, the more it's in sync I've been with my flow and like allowing it just to be what it is, yeah. it hasn't been this like, it's been beautiful. And I've also used um, menstrual cups, which I, at times... <laughs> It's been a, you know, bloody mess. Right.
4: You know. Cups.
0: <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but um, it's it's so beautiful and I love what Emily said. Just um I also on this journey when I really connected to my womb, like tampons did not wanna it's did not wanna be up there. Cause when you're actually releasing something and you're shoving something up, you know, there's times maybe this necessary and I understand that some women choose it, but if you choose to do that, there's so many new like there's so many brands out there. You can go to Target and find um, non bleach non-toxic tampons. And I really recommend doing that because same thing there. Like I know women that are taking care of themselves and have all, but that's the thing they do. And they still have issues, PMS mm-hmm. or um, hormonal issues. And so it's really important. But yeah, free bleeding is, I think it's empowering and it's beautiful. And I'm carrying a baby boy and I hope, you know, my idea is that he can understand um, all of the beautiful things about being a woman, and that he can see me like as he grows up, like embracing like my blood and not being shameful for it. Um, yeah. So yes. if you, I think that if you have the opportunity, and um, I think that all women should try, maybe try once. Yeah. You know,
1: and and yeah, and I was gonna say, where did you where did you free bleed? Like, or did you do it outside? Because some people go, they do it outside, like in nature. So, yeah, I was just curious, like, how, how your experience... Yeah.
0: I've done it in nature, too. And then just this, this being at home in, like, a, coco- like like a, a little cocoon. period cocoon. But definitely outside, because there's something really beautiful, actually. like I remember the first time somebody told me that you can, like take your blood and put it in your plants or like, I remember in the beginning, I'm like, Oh, that's too much. I will never do that. That's way too hippie. Like, are you crazy? <laughs> then like, like a year later, like here I am, you know, like, or there I was, so I remember like collecting my blood and like put it in a water and like watering my plants, wow. you know, cause it's like you are giving it back to mother earth. Wow. So not, so yeah, but also free bleeding in nature. It's like something beautiful. I remember sitting just on the, like on earth. He felt so connected and I felt so connected to my own power. And Mother Earth, and there's my intuition, and just like, ugh, like, and I also felt sadness. I felt sadness of like, why are we so scared of this, and why are yeah. we just being so shameful? You know, I love now when women are posting photos on social media when they actually get like a period stain or something, because how often have that happened? and we just feel terror. Like it's like we hide our, we ask our friends, like, do we have a tampon? Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) there's so much
2: shame around menstrual blood, you know, and from bleeding. And I know that, you know, people might be like, oh, this is gross. And it's like, it's (laughs) not, though, because that's how, like, human life is created. That's Mm -hmm. how we're all brought into this world. And it's just. It's almost, like, really painful. Like, I think that we feel, like, a deep collective wound, like wound of the sacred feminine. Like, how much pain there is because there's so much shame around bleeding, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I remember having this, like, shame. I was in seventh grade, and I was using, like, pads. I hadn't started using tampons yet. And I, it was a really hot day, and I completely, like, bled through my shorts, And I remember being like terrified and like, what are people going to think? And like, oh my God, like, and it's still like when I connect to that, like once I started doing this work, like one of the things we say is like really connecting to your period shame and like, where did these stories come from? And like, you know, how, when you first like started your first bleed, how was that experience for you? You know, so really connecting to that, but just like sending that part of me so much love but then also like making it not taboo being Mm -hmm. like yes like I'm sorry I'm a grown-ass woman I'm 40 years old almost and I've been bleeding for like 25
3: years of my life
2: (laughs) do you know what I mean and I still have period accidents I still wake up with blood on my sheets Mm -hmm. like it's natural like
0: it happens yeah yeah I think and I think it's important sorry yeah Yeah, I think
3: it's I wanted to just say, like, I feel like it's because of all these masculine, you know, commercial corporations that were like creating all the tampons and the pads. And then they created these like marketing advertisements since like probably the early 1940s and 50s being this shameful thing and getting Mm -hmm. it programmed into our brain since then, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And it's um, also something to mention, like I've so when I started this journey, like I've had irregular periods, I've had cysts. Uh, fibroids and, and i also been diagnosed endometriosis and every time the solution or like I've had yeah the irregular periods or really heavy bleeds in the beginning when I was a teenager and the solution was always oh you should be on the pill mm-hmm. that was always the doctor's solution oh, to every issue yeah. I had so I did and I was and I remember um like five years ago when I was like this doesn't feel right like there's I don't think there's something wrong with me I just like there was something coming to me that I'm like, I don't think I have all those issues because I did. I mean, it, it was horrible. I had PMS like, ugh, oh, you know, but I remember when I got off the pill and like embraced, okay, I'm just going to go for this. Um, and slowly how all of those, diseases in my body kind of just went away when I really connected to myself and I think that that's something Something I remember when I was free bleeding that time in nature, I remember how much I was crying, like just for like, why did I shame myself for so long? Like, I think that women also like the only reason maybe we sometimes go, get off of any kind of um, hormonal pills or help is when we try to have a baby and maybe then it's not working and then we get mad at our bodies because it's not working. So it's like this constant cycle of like being so mad and shamed and like we we see our bodies as separate from us. So And true. I don't know. I just wanted to mention that because like think that that's with the free bleed. I was just like,
2: <sighs> and I also think that from being an early age and like being put on birth control really young, that you're taught right away that something's wrong with your body. You're taught right away that the menstrual cycle is actually unnatural because men don't have it, Mm -hmm. right? So you suppress your natural rhythms, you suppress this, and, you know, sometimes you don't even have a cycle Mm -hmm. because then that's, like, normal. So we're really taught from a young age to be so ashamed of something that is very natural and beautiful and can give us access to so much like creativity and healing and just, I mean, I think honoring the feminine flow as women is one of the most beautiful things we could do
3: for our own healing and lives. That was awesome, guys. I was just going to say, did you want to leave something with our listeners? But I think that last uh, outro was it. (laughs) Perfect. Yes. Perfect. So well, we thank you
1: so much for coming and sharing your energy with us and putting this information out there and
3: and creating this beautiful community. Yeah. Yes, and we hope uh, you guys, listeners, if you're looking for that vital community of women and sisterhood, you guys check check out their uh, program. Sign up at myrevolutionarywoman.com, and you could stalk them on Instagram at the revolutionary woman.
0: Yeah, and we actually saw so our feminine leadership program too. It uh, will be starting in spring. Oh, perfect. So, if anybody is in- interested of like really learning how to tap into that and like, no matter if you have a business or not, just like tapping into the feminine leadership and what that can mean in your mm-hmm. life. Yes
3: i'm sure and they have tons of great reviews on their website so you could see all of the community on there also which is so awesome i love that on your guys website and yeah i guess that's it thank you guys so much thank you thank you you for having us (laughs) the revolutionary women you guys follow them on instagram
4: (laughs) bye guys see you next time
3: Bye. bye hey 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 before you go we have a hot tip A hot tip. Yep, that means a hot tip. A hot tip for one of our awesome listeners for you to get an amazing advice at the end of every episode. I hope you guys enjoy this and thanks for your hot tip.
5: Hey guys, this is Laura from Laurita Botanica and Lantana Wellness. Ayurvedic practitioner and herbalist here to share with you a hot tip for the new year. As we've entered into 2021, many of us are being more mindful of how to care for our health. And while we may feel more inclined to grab our adaptogens or get overly enthusiastic about a workout plan, there are still many simple and yet effective lifestyle tips to implement which can sustain health year-round. My hot tip for 2021 is make lunch your heaviest meal of the day. Now, I know this might sound a little odd, especially since many of us grew up eating heavier dinners, but there's actually a very good reason for this. In Ayurvedic medicine, we're always seeking to restore balance by following the rhythms of nature. This means that when the sun is at its strongest, around 10am to 2pm, we should eat our largest meal. Because the strength of the sun reflects back our inner digestive strength, or our digestive fire. And this is why it's best to have the bulk of your food intake at this time to sustain energy and promote better digestion. Eating a heavier lunch also gives the body ample amount of time to break down, absorb and assimilate the food, rather than eating a heavier dinner at 6. To 8 p.m. just to go to sleep several hours later. Because heavy dinners can leave us feeling heavy due to the poor absorption and assimilation at nighttime of the food, which eventually gives rise to many ailments we see today. So after 6 p.m., when everything in nature is quieting down, the body begins to prepare for rest. And that's a sign to keep your dinners light. So for the bulk of your food intake, try and eat it at lunchtime. Feel it out in your own life by prioritizing a good and substantial lunch to bring about an immense difference in how you feel throughout the day. For more Ayurvedic tips, you can find me on Instagram at Laurita Botanica.